is going on. It's JMW. It's Fresh X. And we are the International Professional Podcasters, the Hoopers. What's going on, players? So we've been at this podcast thing for a minute now, and I'm pretty sure y'all wondering, man, I don't know if I could be a podcaster, how much would it cost? But using the Anchor app is absolutely free. It's free and it's easy to do. You can record from your phone, you can record on your computer, even on your iPad or whatever you use. So it's super simple. Now you've got it set up, you know that you can do it. You're thinking, man, now how do I get listeners? How do I put it out there? Anchor also provides that for you, considering that they put you on different platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can't be international if people don't hear you. And they also set it up for you where you can make money off of your listeners, but no, no minimum listenership. So all you got to do, go to anchor.fm, download the app, and everything you need is right here. So it's us once again, the international professional podcaster, John W. And Fresh X. You the hoopers. Peace out, players. So while the NBA is in quarantine, they, um, they had the somebody came up with a bright idea to let the players do a 2K tournament and then also have an NBA horse tournament. Correct. I'm not going to lie. They've already done the 2K tournament. Devin Booker won it. He beat um, his teammate DeAndre Ayton. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't interested in either one of these things. Both these things were live streamed on ESPN, I think. Yeah, I believe so. That sounds correct. How you feel? You want, you want to start with two K a horse? Well, I understand why they do it, why they did it yeah. because uh, starting with two K, obviously, like the esports, uh, it's a big business nowadays. So, sure, I guess it's you know the people that are in the sports esports or whatever. Maybe they will watch it, and when you get to watch the players play, I know people will get hyped when they get to play against their players. Yeah, so. But I'm not really, you know, I, I definitely wasn't into that at all. Didn't watch a second of it. <laughs> it's like I, I don't watch regular esports. I don't want to watch the players play esports. Um, the two, the uh, horse. Cause so this is the fourth time the NBA have done horse. They first did it in 1978. Uh, Paul Westphal won then, and they did it twice. Uh, I think it was 2009 and 2010. KD won both times then. So NBA has done horse before. But uh, usually at the All Star Weekend, they switch it up this time because of what's what, what's going on. So when I first heard it, I was like, all right, I did think it would sound cool. Yeah, but then when I saw who was in it, I was like, yeah, I don't really want to see it. But then uh, just watching some of the highlights, it, it actually it's not as bad as I thought horse I thought it would be. I mean, it was cool. You get to see some of the people houses like Zach Levine's clearly getting a lot of money right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting good money. But so it, it it was okay. I didn't watch it though either. So um, that's one of the things why I probably just watched the highlights or something like that. Shout I don't think I don't think I'll watch it live. I want to say shout out to Mike Collins for having the half court gym in his career. Yeah, he's clearly getting money also. Once upon a time, highest paid player in the history. So because when I first saw, I thought like, oh, he just went to the gym. Like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah, being in the gym. But like, nah, he told me like, nah, that was at his crib. Like, oh. Okay, Mike. Yeah. Everybody else shooting on the outside goal, right? And whatnot. Chauncey Bills had a nice uh, court, also. Yeah, nice, nice court. Yeah, he had a nice outside court, big, big NBA side. Like you could tell, they run that Chauncey's court, so okay, that's you could definitely sense. work out at his court. Like Chris Paul court was, yeah, it wasn't really much. Um, 
ain't even got to mention Tamika Catchings or the other uh, WNBA players. Shout yeah. out to the NBA court involved in the WNBA. Yeah, they courts wasn't much in Trey Young's court. His goal didn't even look 10 feet. <laughs> he probably at the crib dunk. <laughs> he ain't got to look dunk. He like Bernie out there trying to dunk. Zach Levine, like he Zach Levine, he, he living like he a multiple time all star. Like he had off. a really nice court and he uh, I guess he plays baseball or whatever, so he got like yeah. a baseball set up too. Oh, so cool. yeah, shout out to Zach Levine. So I'm not really mad at horse. <laughs> I definitely I will not commit to watching it. Um I did but, see a lot of people say the signal look was like the live feed was terrible. Yeah, it, it did, and the highlights looked a little better. And I also thought uh, it was going to be like a one-day thing, but I guess the 2K tournament wasn't a one-day thing either. Um, but so yesterday, Chauncey, I mean, in the, I don't remember when it was, but Chauncey beat Trey Young, Mike Conley beat Tamika Ketchins, Zach Levine beat Paul Pierce, and then Chris Paul lost the alley quickly. Um, so if you're into horse, the next one is on the 16th, but I'll probably just watch and see who wins or whatever. So actually, the championship and um, the, the championship and the semifinals are, is all on the same day. So that's cool. Mm. Just different times, yeah. So horse, yeah, two K, no. yeah. Mm. But shout out to the esports people. That, that yeah, they, it was they like the it. most viewed esport event ever. Or something exactly. like that, so that it's for them. It's not for me. That's why I'm just not even going. Just be like, ah, no, because yeah. it's not for me. So that's a good way to generate some money real quick. Yeah, of course. Uh, John W. It's Fresh X. You are the Hoopers. Oh, man. So, April 19th is the start of the um, Chicago Bulls Last Dance. Yeah, the Last Dance, Dance documentary. documentary. They're showing two a day. It's for what? I'm guessing what start the 19th. I just read the schedule a minute ago. But what's the 19th? Saturday or something? Yeah, I believe so. Saturday. So, it's going to be every, it's gonna be every um, Saturday. Let's see. Two episodes a day. No, 19th is Sunday. So. 19th Sunday, so every Sunday. Every Sunday for five weeks, two episodes a day. It's of that last season. Yeah. So, it was, that was Jordan's last year. Um, Phil Jackson, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman. So, it'll be interesting. I, I really am looking forward to this uh, documentary. It remind me of like when they first getting 30 for 30 or whatever, but it's, it's a real detailed look. People never knew if it was going to come out because they didn't know if Jordan would Signed off on it, for real, because he didn't. He never really wanted that practice side of him shown, because uh, they said how ultra competitive he was, and he didn't want to look bad. Yeah, but now started him punching Steve Curry. It wasn't that year, but he did yeah. stuff like that, punch his teammates. Now Bill Simmons saying he wanted to release to help his help help keep his legacy where it's at, because he's scared of LeBron taking over his legacy. Yeah, I believe that's capped by uh, Bill Simmons. But he did say that that part of the reason why they thought it was coming out is people may forget who Michael Jordan was. Not when, even just with his with his shoes and stuff, you yeah, never get who he was. So. Right. But I can't wait to watch this documentary. Anything you looking sport for specifically, like any relationship dynamics? Of course, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman didn't like each other. That's what they say. But Dennis said he ain't have a problem with him. I know it was one point Jordan was like Scottie Pippen was being selfish. So I'm interested to seeing that. I really just want to see how uh, I I don't think it'll be because I watched a lot of a, a lot of those old documentaries back when they were VHSs. Um, we would watch them or whatever. So I don't really know what to look for that I haven't really seen. Um, so I just want to see some new 
some some new stuff, I right. guess. Yeah. You know, maybe get some 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 of those Phil talks. Definitely want to hear what Phil Jackson got to say. Um, and it is one situation what happened where Dennis Rodman disappeared on them for like yeah. two days. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I just want to see all the all the stories and everything that just led to them winning that championship that year. And it off how they did. So you get to see Kobe talk one more time. He'll be a part. Yeah, of Kobe's he's a part of it. Yeah. So that's cool to have Kobe out there. RFP Kobe. But this should be cool. They probably won a lot of awards for this. A lot of Emmys and things like that. Yeah, ESPN should do this more often. They should. They should, cause uh, it, it, it even not just you know the teams that win, but. It'd be cool to go back and talk about those Utah teams that went back to back finals or that right. that Seattle team. They won sixty something games. We'll talk about, you know, the Barry Bonds team the year when Barry was just the Hoopers, but Barry Bonds remember when he broke the home run record? record? They got I to remember. the World Series, they lost to the um, Angels. It's, and people don't they forget about that too. Like they went to the World Series. Barry off, Bonds, one, off of one bat. Barry Bonds was really that he was really that man, like getting walked eight times a game. <laughs> Or whatever intentional walk and still able to hit seventy home runs. Yeah. But yeah, ESPN, y'all should look into doing more documentary style yeah. series. Do stuff on that that Lakers team. Uh, but see, the the key with these with these documentaries is like having the footage. Yeah, getting the getting footage the because that year that year the Bulls agreed to let the camera people get unprecedented amount of time around them because Jordan would only agree to so much camera time. He I yeah. play basketball and whatever. Yeah. So he, he only agreed he, he they he didn't agree to it too much. So they agreed to really let them cameras there all day, every day and pick up everything, pick up practice stuff that you wouldn't expect. And for somebody to have a vision to do that, not even knowing if it's gonna come, come out. out. Yeah, because Jordan it. didn't he, they said he wasn't gonna co sign it. The whole story with Bill Simmons, he said that he saw it in two thousand ten and he wanted to get rights to the footage, but Jordan wouldn't let, it re- let him release also, it. Bill Simmons just right. So that's that's why now they say, oh, but now we can come out. Yeah, yeah. He said when they first started for the thirty thirties and stuff, he he saw the footage in two thousand ten. He tried to he tried to buy it because he wanted to put it out, but they let Jordan win. He would never get an okay because he that's just how much pull he had with it. Jordan was like, you know, you I agree to this much marketing from the NBA and this much TV time, but I don't agree to this. So, and then you selling it on Jordan's name. It's Jordan's right. last season. It's about Jordan. You had to get Jordan co-sign it to sign off. You had to get Phil to sign off. You had to get Scotty to sign off. You had to get the Bulls to sign off. You had to get the NBA to sign it off. And Dennis Rodman. Dennis not going to care. Scotty ain't going to care. I don't even think Phil would care. It's really Jordan who's the one that was always like, nah, yeah. I don't want this out there. or It's not what it's about. So, it's really convincing him. So, because it would be cool to see that Lakers team um, that lost to the Pistons, GP, you know, Kobe yeah. and uh, Carmelo oh, had a thing wrong. with Kobe and Shaq having their thing. Phil and Kobe having their thing. Exactly. Phil and Shaq having their thing. The only person that got along with everybody was GP. Like, that was <laughs> it. G- GP was the one that was cool with everybody. And then uh, that was with, with the things with Kobe going on in, in Colorado. So that that would be a cool year to see really documented was that, that Lakers team yeah. or whatever. So this year. I can't wait for this uh, this one. And like I say, hope it's starting a minute. And Bill Simmons, I'm going to give him his credit, though. He is the man with that stuff because, like, yeah, his 30 for 30s, when they first came out, is what got me into sports documentaries. Well, I won't say what, what got me into it because we used to get, our dad used to get the championship DVDs, so definitely used to watch those. can't remember the 3P, the, uh, yeah, Dr. the Dr. J movies yeah. and stuff like that. So 
Definitely been into it, but I would say Bill took it to the next level. Right. Uh, saying, oh, yeah, we should do this type of stuff. So, but Bill Simmons should uh, take over that. Maybe do some on the 2008 Boston Celtics team. I mean, you love Boston. Right, so, man. I'm sure you can get the footage, Bill Simmons. So, the NBA is considering, I know you probably heard this, you know, there's not much on it, but the NBA still, you know, are, they are still considering coming back this year. Right, and they were considering, you know, of course, not go right to the playoffs. Have a maybe not finish out the rest of the season. I guess at this point, you only play so many games. But they were also saying that you know they should do a thirty day, a thirty day training camp. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that's enough time? Too much time? I that- think the thirty day training camp definitely too long. And then I think just depending on how are you doing with more games. Now, if you're just gonna go straight to the playoffs, excuse me. Then, okay, give them 30 days. But I would say finish out the season, give them two weeks, and then another two weeks, by like the second week of the two weeks, that's when you play those last few games, almost like preseason games, at the end of the end of the season. All right. Excuse me, and then you just finish from there. So you get a hard week of straight practicing, training, boom, boom, boom. Then the second week, by the end of the second week, that's when some games start back. And, I mean, at the end of the day, these are the best athletes in the world. And – I just can't think. I mean, they they they've been out less now than they would have been after the season. So, are you that much more out of shape now than you would be then? So I don't right. really believe that. And I mean, that's just the pressure because at the end of the day, you do got to meet some time stuff. Like I definitely would not want to bleed my season into the real NFL season. Right. And um, I was just went over it because you got to start thinking about the draft. You got to start thinking about next season. You definitely got to probably switch up the schedule now, like we said on previous episode, more to that, the Hawks' owner's proposal. You know, it seems like it's going to come to play now, uh, especially once the numbers look great because people are going to be missing the game. So, they're gonna, right. hey, let's just do this or whatever. So, I do think they should – like, I, I really want to say give them a week and then start playing. But I, I say two weeks is fair and by the end of the second week, like – Friday, we're playing those games. Saturday night is the first yeah. game back. So you get Sunday to Saturday, then the next week, Sunday to Friday, then Saturday night. A couple teams play. Sunday, a couple more. Monday, a couple more. I feel Then that way you can get folks some breaks in between. But you you definitely not going to come back and, all right, two-day practice, now we got a game. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, of yeah. course. That's and then because these last few games, like, yeah, you got a couple teams fighting for the playoffs. But like we said before, nobody – is in just such a bad position or is in such a deep position. Like, people want to bring up, like, New Orleans. New Orleans in 10th spot. I don't care about them. You know, Portland got a shot, but they realistically, they're, they're three games back. It is what it is. Washington in the East, they're about six games back. The playoffs are set. I'm comfortable with what the playoffs are. Now, if you play 10 games, yeah, people got a chance. But that just means you got to come out sharp. Like, you can't give you can't give somebody a 20-day seat, 20 20 day workout because like oh we three games out of eight that ain't enough if you was a half game out like all right, y'all really in it all right. three games is comfortable I'm sorry <laughs> three games like, is a comfortable like say, lead. you know there's only like I said the only thing team the mix up is in the middle, middle right, right. Like, uh, what's the that two? five six seven yeah, in the two. west really three I mean the you, you four get... and three is closer than eight and nine so I mean if you Utah <laughs> Utah if you Utah, maybe you think you can get the three seed. You Denver, if you Denver, you think you can get the two seed? Yeah. They one game back. I mean, I guess that would be one and a half. Game so, game. one and a half. They're about a half game, one and a half games back. So, 
Why not? In the East, I mean, between three and six, yeah, I could do some switch ups. Maybe mainly between five and you know four, five and six. But overall, the play it's just not close enough. Now, if you lose your spot, that just is what it is. And then, of course, you're gonna have people come out and be like, "Man, we were rolling," and then this happened. But you're also gonna have the teams that didn't get a chance that say, "Man, we would we was gonna get it going." So. Right. Everybody not gonna be happy at the end of the day. So yeah, give them two weeks, start playing games, and then uh, that matter how many games are they playing before the playoffs. Right. Two. I mean, I don't know how that works out with the season, but I would imagine ten is the max. Um, we about at a ten game range. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because just looking at prior schedules, like I believe yesterday the uh, yesterday the twelfth. I think that's like the anniversary of Kobe's last game. So, we oh, yeah, had that yeah. stage of where the season would have been yeah, over. Was, oh, yeah, so, right. I mean, they're going to try to play all. Like I said, it's about 20 games left. And we did that count on the last time. It's about 20 or so games left. Y'all going to play 20 games? I mean, if you want to finish it out, go ahead, I guess. But if you, like if you how already how? got a schedule of knowing the season's going into August. As long as the season's over by September, yeah, I'm really cool with it. Whatever they want to do, season over by September, you could do. You could even do the draft. Like if the season's last week of August, you can even do the draft the second week of September. Get straight to the draft. Free agency can start in October. Training camp November. Season start December. No, well, training camp start at the top of December. Season start in uh, the end of December. That's about right. So, so two weeks in basketball. Yeah, two weeks in basketball. But if they do give him 30 days, it got to be an expectation that Kevin Durant's playing. That's the only way. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> so, the two weeks or 30 days when KD retired, I just go two weeks. <laughs> yes. I don't think he'll play either way. But uh, Rich has already said that he ain't going to play. Yeah. But, I mean, he's, he's technically medically clear. He's medically clear. So, you know how that's gone over the last couple of years. Yeah. But, yeah. But speaking of Utah, who's right now holding the fourth seed, um, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert are seen. Apparently, they've worked it out, but what was that, the beginning of the week, middle of the week, it yeah. came out that Donovan Mitchell was unhappy playing on Rudy Gobert, playing on the same team as Rudy Gobert. Right, yeah, it seems as though he's starting to get annoyed with him. Uh, he obviously blames him for catching the coronavirus and um, – it's been put out there that he didn't want to play with him no more. So, uh, Rudy Gobert, he did a live stream. I guess they did it on Instagram with Taylor Rooks. And um, uh, she asked him about them playing together. He did admit, he said, yeah, we had some issues or whatever, but we're working it out because, you know, the same thing that players always say, we got the common goal of trying to win a championship. Utah already been having such like a weird season because they was everybody's weird pick to make the finals this year. And then you come out, you got Mike Conley. He's playing absolutely terrible. Like, nowhere in between. He was playing really bad. He got hurt. They started playing better. He came back. He's playing better. They're playing all right. People, Jordan Clarkson, they get better. Then they I like Jordan Clarkson on their team. Yeah, I like Jordan Clarkson. Shout out to Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. I think he enjoys doing TikTok right now more than basketball, though. Yeah, what else is that to do right now? No, I, th- I, think he, I, I think he's happier doing TikTok now <laughs> than he's ever been playing basketball. Man, he's been in some miserable situations. So. <laughs> no, nah, shout out to Jordan Clarkson. But uh, 
it, it just been weird for Utah because they gonna have to put it together because I mean the West is the West as the West always is, but they 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 do theoretically have the pieces of a team that could go to the championship. Two All Star players, all defensive center. Jonathan Mitchell, I would put him up there, top five shooting guard, top five to ten at his position, yeah. shooting guard, um, and he's definitely a proven scorer. And I don't think he's afraid of like the moment or whatever. He got Mike Conley. He has some playoff experience, no championship experience, but he's been to a conference finals. He's been on winning teams. Joe Ingles, um, they said Jordan Clarkson is a good piece for them. So they, right, exactly. So they have pieces that says, okay. They could get there, but I guess it's safe to say that Rudy and Donovan are their best players. So and if your best player doesn't want to play with your other best player, does it really work? Because I if mean, you, if your coach ain't Phil Jackson, probably not. Exactly. <laughs> and then I mean, like Shaq and Kobe were, were obviously arguably the best, not arguably at the time. I mean, I guess maybe in Kobe's case because you would have had Iverson and Young T Mac, but. They were the best players at their position in the league, and it wasn't really debatable, especially for Shaq. Right. And then, like you said, you have Phil Jackson that knows how to put those egos together. And they had a lot of veteran players that kept it together, too. I think that helped them out. First, you're having Glenn Rice, A.C. Green on the team. Um, Horace Fisher, Grant. Horace Grant. Rick Fox. So, they they had some, some people that's some respectable names or whatever. Do Utah really have that? To I mean – they're in fourth place now, but Utah, they they could lose to OKC in the first round. I wouldn't be surprised. That's their matchup right now, Utah-OKC. I can see OKC beating them in the first round. But I can also see Utah putting out Denver and making it to whatever round or whatever. Right. So, I mean, obviously it depends on the matchup. I can't see them being the Lakers or the Clippers. But getting the right matchup, I can see them possibly winning. I don't know, man. I don't know if Paul George ready for a rematch with Joe Ingles. <laughs> You got Kawhi this time to save him, so that could help. But it'd be interesting to see. I I didn't have Utah uh, as a home court I, advantage. Definitely like, didn't have them in out of the out of the Western Conference. I didn't have them making the conference finals. Um, but I do think they could they could still win a playoff round. But the, I guess the question in the offseason is: Do you keep them together or do you try to trade them? If you lose in the first round, I'm trading Rudy Gobert. I agree, hundred percent. We win. All right, whatever. Like I said, get we, we, get one, we, get one, we get one series win. That's cool. Right. But we lose in the first round. Because I got to say, the, I'm not one trained, of the I'm issues. I'm not trading Donovan Mitchell. I don't know if it's true or not. And I'm going to just put it out there because I did read it. But it can't be fact-checked. But whatever. I saw that, you know, it said that he didn't want to play with him because it said that Rudy was kissing people in the uh, – kissing teammates in the locker room or whatever. So that was like one of the issues and stuff like that. So it's like when it get to those kind of personal issues, like I said, if you don't win, one of y'all got to go. If you win, y'all worked it out. He was just joking around. He know you don't like that kind of stuff if it's true. He get it now. I think it's not unsavable or whatever. And they both are still pretty young. So, yeah, but, but I agree. If you don't win the first round, what can I get for Rudy Gobert? First round Because I'm not trading down the Mitchell. A, a, a younger center that does exactly what he does, probably a shooter. Probably a future pick. So, what would you trade Rudy Gobert for? A younger version. Mean, you definitely gonna have to get another big because they don't got a big. I guess probably a young big that can shoot either. That's a good shooter. Probably my. I go Miles Turner. I was thinking Miles Turner. Oh, I was thinking Sabonis. Yeah, I don't think they against Sabonis. Why not shoot? He a two-time defensive player of the year. Sabonis just made his first All Star. 
I think they'll trade Miles Turner. I think they Miles. will trade Miles Turner. Now, that's re- that's redundant. In my I think opinion. They would too. Miles Turner would be nice with Dunn. If you get yeah. Miles Turner, they probably gotta give you a pick also. Probably like I said, maybe probably get like maybe get like the young holiday. Yeah. One of the holiday brothers. Take both of them. Take both. In one player. Take them both. Take them so, both. Boom, there you go. So Rudy go back to the Indiana Pacers. Yeah. I said it here first. Shout out to that. So <laughs> But We'll see what they in the position to be though. But it could be saved, but yeah, losing the first round and it's over with. Yeah. Um I think another thing, just another topic we had to switch it up real quick. Uh we were talking about John Collins and the Hawks. Oh yes. Um Yeah, the Hawks. Our Hawks. Right. So John Collins has I guess he's on the record of saying that he believes he's worth the max. Do you think John Collins is worth the max? John Collins, um, was his third third year in the league? Yeah, you forget he's he's, he's third year in the league. He's already basically the twenty ten nineteen and nine player. Twenty one point six points per game this season, ten rebounds. He he's, nineteen points per game last season, nine point eight rebounds, nineteen point five points. What so. shot blocks look like? Mm, not really a shot blocker. Last year point six, but this year he's averaging a career high one point six. So, you know, I like. Getting suspended for 25 games is like... Decent field goal percentage, 58% from the field, 56 last year. The guy has three-point percentage up this year, 40% from three. Shot, he shot 34% last year, so... Right. That's so, not, so, he gives you a lot of things. And theoretically, yeah, you give John Collins the max. I think the main hiccup with John Collins, the both our issue with him... He just got to prove that he's not going to get suspended for 25 not gonna games. Get he's not going to be hurt. The season, he's not going right? to be hurt a week or two at a time. Exactly. Because, I mean, last year he played 61 games. So he missed 20 games or whatever. So, he got to prove that he's not going to be getting suspended because they really depended on John Collins this year. He really threw their season off. Not that the Hawks was a lot to make the playoffs. But they should have been fighting for the playoffs a little harder. And you can even they see They should have been fighting for at least 35 wins. How many, how many wins did they have before? All this happened. What were the Hawks at? The Hawks are twenty and forty. Twenty and forty-seven. Yeah, they should have been a 30-35 win team, and I mean 30-35 wins putting them in the playoffs. So they they expected to be at that position, and him missing so many games early in the year put a lot of pressure on Trey Young. I also think it it helped Trey Young get a little bit more get more that confidence that they needed in him, but it also hurt him because I think he had to learn to play one particular way. Because um, now John Collins is out, Cam Reddish is struggling, Kevin Hurd is not a big time scorer, he's more of a shooter, DeAndre Hunter's struggling, learning, they they rookies or whatever. So Collins he gotta continue to be better. But I think that Max is gonna fall into his lap. Um, especially if he works well with Clint Capella. Because now you're beginning some cause the Hawks do have pieces, you know what I mean? You got Trey, Cam started getting better in areas, Kevin Herter. You know, DeAndre Hunter, young player, John Collins, Clint Capella. That's that those are the good pieces to deal with, you right. know what I mean? So I can bring in another another wing player off the bench or three and D off the bench. But twenty one twenty one and six, I mean twenty one point six and ten rebounds a game in your second year in the league. I mean your third year in the league, second full year as a starter. I mean, those are all star numbers, honestly. So and if if he would have been out there, he would have contended for an all-star spot because he is a person who fans are like also. I mean, gets a lot of dunks, 
high energy player. He's good. He, John Collins is a good player. I really like right. John Collins. So I do think he uh, will be put. He's putting himself in a position to get a max, and I do think the Hawks probably will give him one. Right. I uh, the main thing is just seeing how it worked with Clint Capella because the Hawks next year they should make the playoffs because next year is no fighting for the playoffs. Trey Young averaging twenty eight. You averaging twenty one. He's the All Star starting point guard in the East. More likely, he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a starting guard again next year. All right. I mean, it's probably gonna be him and Kyrie. I would bet because he's a, he's a big fan favorite. So as far as guards, other than Kyrie, I mean that that's who it was at first anyway. Before Kyrie really was hurt, it was gonna be Trey and Kyrie. So, but John Collins is gonna be fighting for that All Star spot too. You know what people like Tobias and some of those other players that get in there. Um, Siakam, I wouldn't guess that he's gonna be a starter every year, but. It should be a spot for John Collins to compete for it, and right. it should be a playoff spot for the Hawks to compete for it. Yeah, I agree with both of those. So, uh, I like John Collins. I hope he keeps developing. And I do hope that the Hawks keep they, – they build around him and, and Trey. Trey yeah, because those are the foundation pieces, even with, you know, add somebody like Clint Capella. You know, he's good. You bring in his 11 points, 10 rebounds. Block some shots for you. Right, you know, get some get some dunks. But that will help Collins expand his game because he shoots, he shoots the three. More he's shooting uh, three right. points, six threes a game. And he's a good credit out of the four spot for itself. Right. He doesn't really rely on Trey Young to create shots for him. And he doesn't have to be a five, which is why they, I think they was comfortable getting Clint Capella. Right. Like, you do want to play Collins at the four because he he uh, he still gives you spacing on the floor. Shooting, I think, that 40% from three crew that, you know, you got to keep it up. But I even like, you know, he shoot half free throw percentage. He should get to the line more. But he's shooting 80% from the free throw line. So that's pretty good. Got to get there. Everybody got to get to the line more, though. Nobody shoots free throws anymore. Yeah. I don't think they realize. You know, James Harden, is up, he realized it a long time ago. So shout out to James Harden. And, excuse me, in that aspect of the game. But I think that was – did we have something else for today? I think that was it. I think that was it. Um uh, Potentially, the NBA is talking about pushing oh. the draft back to August 1st, but I think it definitely should just go ahead and be like September because we're probably going to be playing games in August. But I guess they're waiting to know the schedule. So that's one thing. One thing, we, out there. one thing we haven't had a chance to discuss yet because it happened in between recordings was the Hall yeah. of Fame. Yeah, definitely good. Um, Maybe end it with that. To the uh, best Hall of Fame class of all time. Only one that could be arguably better is Jordan's class. Right, but you know this year's class was R.P. Kobe, Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, Tamika Catchings. Um, who else we got in there? Uh, Rudy Tom Johnovich made it this year. R.P. Rudy No, wait, he's alive. Yeah, we always <laughs> no. do that. Sorry, right. Rudy T. Sorry, Rudy T. He's alive. We always do that. But shout yeah, he Rudy actually, T. Uh, he actually just uh, did something on Instagram Live uh, a couple days ago. But uh, Rudy T, Kobe, y'all missing them? Garnett, Duncan, Tamika Catchings. Um, who else is in this class? Eddie Sutton. Yeah, shout out to Eddie Sutton. Um, he was like one of the original players to take. I mean, coaches to take two different teams to the final four. Yeah. Um, Cam Mulkey, Cam Mulkey, Baylor her. coach. Yeah, Baylor, amazing uh, run at Baylor. Uh, Barbara Stevens, um, she's a five-time Division Two National Coach of the Year. Child I don't really know much about her, but shout out to her. She's a Hall of Famer. Then FB, uh, FIBA, FIBA. <laughs> I, I call him FBI. FIBA <laughs> Executive Patrick Bauman also gets in. But 
the class obviously is headlined, is held up by you got Kobe, top second best shooting guard ever, top ten player of all time, Tim Duncan, top ten player of all time, Kevin Garnett, top fifteen player of all time. And I always, you know what, the best two power forwards of all time in the same Hall of Fame. Yeah, class. I I would say because Tim, I mean Kevin Garnett, you know, obviously he didn't win a championship until he got with the Celtics. He only made it out the first round once with Minnesota. I honestly feel like if Kevin Garnett and Tim Duncan would swap, their careers would have been exactly like Garnett would have won the multiple championships. Tim Duncan would have won one. Because even though Tim Duncan you had his way about him, it just helped so much being able to go to San Antonio. And Garnett, I think Tim Duncan is the best power forward ever. But – I don't think he's just that much way better than, than uh, Duncan. I got him there because at the end of the day, you start adding the accolades, that's what separates them. But the accolades come from what team he went to also. Having more stability there in Minnesota is one of the worst on teams ever. Ever? Any sport? Um, they, j- they, they, they just made the playoffs for the first time after not making it since KG took them to the conference finals or whatever. So, um, shout out to KG. I do – I think if KG would have went to a better situation from the start, like Boston or something for the start, if he left from the start, people talk about him as a top ten player. He won an MVP that people forget about, defensive player of the year. So KG could have been, uh, he could have been higher. But a lot higher. Kobe, Duncan, KG, then you get Tamika Catchings. Once upon a time, a lot of people thought she was the best female player ever. And, you know, she, she got hurt. She's off her career hurt and things like that, her WNBA career. But – People really looked at her as one of the best players ever because she was so good offensively, but she's definitely – I would probably say Atlanta Beard now. Shout out to Atlanta Beard. Tamika Cash is probably the best defensive female basketball player ever, Ooh. and that's what, like, really had her up there. But Atlanta Beard, she, she is elite. But Tamika Cash is on both sides. She was, like, Maya Moore offensively. How she, she could shoot, she could handle the ball. She was one of the first in that line. Of players, all players, I feel like they were modeled after Shamika Hall Squad and Tamika Catchings um, with those two games. Because, like, Shamika Hall Squad is where you get, like, the Candace Parkers, the tall girls that can handle the ball, uh, Atlanta Thales Dunn, um, you get them. And then Tamika Catchings was, like, the minor more players, the ones that could shoot, they was going to defend, they could handle the ball, they just did everything. So, Tamika, she was definitely a beast. Right. Um, Four time Olympic gold medalist. One time WNBA champion, WNBA MVP, was part of the her Tennessee team. Was amazing. Yeah, so it was like her, uh, she played with whole squad. Whole squad. Um, who else? It was uh, I was I was just looking at it the other day because somebody was putting them up against uh, <laughs> man, it was like two white girls on their team that were pretty good too. Then of course Pat Summit. So, yeah, yeah. but. Yeah. Doesn't get said in a shot of the two time NBA champion, Rudy Tom Jonovich. That's why I was going to go next. Two time champion. You forget that he got those two rings. So shout out to Rudy T. And I remember, um, you know, Rudy was out the league for a long time before he came back and coached the uh, Lakers. Right, yep. Kobe, and, Kobe, Kobe, uh, Greek got convinced him to come back. Yeah. And they were actually, you know, they were in the playoff hunt for most of the time that Rudy was there. But see, that's what you, you forget about the context of stuff that happened because people forget when Shaq left. Kobe did have Rudy T, and they were doing well. And then Rudy T got sick, and he just couldn't handle stuff no more. And they had to switch coaches and everything. And that's when the Lakers fell off, and so they got Phil Jackson back. Yeah. So just a little context that people always forget because they, they quickly throw out, oh, Kobe struggled without Shaq at first. 
Not really. Not necessarily. I mean, anybody deserves to struggle if your starting point guard is Smith Parker as well, though. You that too. You you have the right to struggle. But, but you, they really forget that they no, were yeah, sure. they were doing well with Rudy T, and they were they were they were on the right track. And then sure, yeah. once you lose your coach, you just got to get a coach out of nowhere. And then clearly, Kobe wanted a coach that he was comfortable with because that's what it was about. Because him and Rudy T. He he respected Rudy. He a champion. I'm like the same way Shaq is. Where Shaq only wanted to yep. play for one of Shaq. If he got his choice, he gonna play for a championship. Like coach. How he wanted to play for. He didn't want to play for Stan Van Gundy, but he didn't try nothing with Pat Riley that he did with Stan Van Gundy. He didn't want to play for Dale Demps, but he respected. He respected Phil Jackson. It's just, that's what it is. So. So shout out to two-time NBA champion Rudy T. Shout out to um, NCAA one-time NCAA champion Cam Mulkey. I remember she always had them teams that could never beat UConn. Yeah. Like, no matter what it was. Then, you know, you get um Brittany Griner, bring in Odyssey Sims a year later. Odyssey Sims was nice. She's yeah. a beast. So now you can hang with them. As soon as, the, as, soon as they're ready to win, UConn is done. So it's like, it's not even a competition against UConn. Right. So now the next best team is up, Notre Dame, with Skylar Diggins. Skylar yeah. was a beast too. I I, I like Skylar. She was, but I just got her up in her. Oh yeah, Skylar. See, I'm not even gonna say it. I'm gonna okay. say it because I don't want to make the feminist. I mean, then you had Brittany Griner, like you know. No, they had Brittany Griner, but I'll just say it because it is what it is. Because when you see Skylar, the first thing you think about is, oh, she's pretty. Like she's one of the first <laughs> girls, and you're like, oh, she's pretty. So some of the other girls they did used to get into because she's more girly than the average WNBA girl. Like if you know WNBA girls, Skylar. Skylar is the most girly, I would say. I have the most, I mean, you do got some that are girly, but yeah, it just is what girls. it is. As far as those girls that are, like, really elite like that, that's, like, nice like that, top ten players. Because Skylar's one of the best players in the league now. Yeah. And she was the best player coming out of high school. Yeah. She was always one of the best players. So, it, people, they thought that she was, it's like, it's like what if a light-skinned player is the number one player. <laughs> I'm going to say all the stereotypes because it is what it is. That's so like how I was just reading uh, Duncan Robinson, not reading, but when he was talking with uh, Taylor Rooks, and he even talked to J.J. Redick, and, and they was like a thing with Jimmy Butler's, he felt disrespected if you put a white player on him. And I think even J.J. Redick said that. If you Him being a white person, if you go out here with a white player, it's like disrespectful. White person get on you, you always think, oh, it's an ISO. <laughs> Light-skinned player, number one player, you just, you be like, oh, he's soft. How he's the best player? It, a female is the best player, and she's looked at as really a girly type of player because yeah. Skylar wears her dresses and stuff. They be like, oh, she ain't tough, so they try to get in her. That just is what it is. Nah, and Odyssey that was, was Skylar Diggins, Odyssey, not, and no, and that was a testament to how good Skylar was. So, because Odyssey was nice, and Odyssey knew like I got to step up yeah. even more and let Skylar know I'm just as nice as her. So they they got up you because they did get up in Skylar. Skylar was by herself though. She was by herself, yeah. and when he got Britton Griner to help, that just is what it is. Skylar was a beast though, but Odyssey Sims and that Baylor team, like. Obviously, they yeah, were just Brittany nice. Gr- yeah, you got Brittany Griner. Having like, Brittany Griner help, but like, like the ultimate. Nah, they six was five, like, six five, they, they though, was like, like Brittany Griner, 6'8". Like, like, right. <laughs> like, six, eight, Dunkey. Yeah, drop. Oh, before we get out of here and we do all the stuff we leave out with, I was recent. I was watching um Final Four. I can't remember what year it was. It was the year Maryland won. And oh, they had, one Dixon. Shout out to no, one Dixon. Uh, women. Oh, Maryland women. Yeah. I, was, like, I yeah. was just watching yeah. one Dixon, Steve Blake, Chris Wilcox. Yeah. Yeah, when they won Final well, Four um, in Atlanta. It's Shout crazy because that, that women's Final Four that year, they had uh, three teams from the ACC in it. 
It was North Carolina. Chrissy Tolliver team. Chrissy Tolliver. Chrissy Tolliver, Marissa Coleman. Chrissy Tolliver, WNBA champion. Of course, I'm not going to remember their names now, but it was Chrissy Tolliver, Marissa Coleman. Um, Crystal Langhorn. Crystal Langhorn. Then was Horn, like then was then was the three that all then went on to the WNBA. Yeah, top, but that top Duke team piece. was so nice. The star point guard was Lindsey Harden. Mm-hmm. Shout out Lindsey um, Harden. Monique, Monique Curry on the wing. Shout out to Monique. Um, WNBA players. Lindsey Harden is a coach for the Philadelphia 76ers right now. So shout out to her. But I was like, because I remember player development. Yeah. Oh, that's what's up. Nah, she's she not trying to be like a head coach. She's she in the training. Oh, that's what's that. up. Shout out to Lindsey Harden. Yeah. But I just just thinking about that. I remember, um, was it that game? Because that was the national championship when they played Duke because they put North Carolina out in the Final Four. I think they like the doc, they, um, the coach compared Chrissy Tolliver to Jordan because she played with like the cold or a flu or something. Bro. Chris Tyler was so nice. She, she still, she, she still, still is nice. Right. She was yeah. one of the reasons why the, why yeah, the, the Sparks, Sparks won the championship. championship. Yeah. Like Chris Tyler is a beast. Yeah. She is, she's, she's super nice. Like I don't remember. That was like she the, get money overseas too. They love. You know, her and you know who the other, the other team in the final four was Louisville before they went to the ACC. Mm. Cause um, that would have been your girl team. Um, play for the dream now. Yo yeah, uh, Angel McCutcheon. Shout McCutcheon. out to Angel. Yep, that would have been Angel McCutcheon team. Sure would have. Yep. She's, she was like Jordan in college too. Angel always had the complete package, but Christy Tolliver. I thought she was gonna be the one. You know what? She started off solid, but then she did get hurt, and then I think she put more of her time in the overseas. And then when like she, she locked in in the WBA, she got a championship. Yeah, so championship with the Spurs. I mean, with the Sparks. Excuse yeah. so, me. Shout out to Christy Tolliver. Shout out to the WNBA. The WNBA draft should be coming up really soon. Pretty sure uh, Sabrina, I can't pronounce her last name, from Oregon, is going number one. If her teammate doesn't go number one. Right. <laughs> but I'm pretty <laughs> sure she's going to go number one. So, excuse me. Shout out to the WNBA. That's all I got. And for everybody that cares about uh, high school basketball recruiting, Zaire Williams from Sierra Canyon chose Stafford. Oh, yeah. Going to Stafford, going shout out to him. He's the guy that got Dwayne Wade mad at his son that playing. Yeah. You know, he was also looking at, um, he took one of his official trips to Howard last summer. Or this he summer. did. He definitely did. I mean, yeah. we all know he wasn't going. Yeah, he he should have went to Howard. Shout out to him for even going and looking at it. Yeah, he should have went to Howard. It was, it was uh, I think it's Maker, going. Maker. He's looking at, he he looked at Howard also. That's a uh, Maker cousin, yeah. brother or something. Yeah, they, they went together. Mm-hmm. They were trying to get them to go together, trying to steer them in that direction. They should have went. They should because they're going to be one and done anyway. Yeah. But shout out to him for going to Stanford because it just says something different when you go to schools like Stanford because Stanford's in the Pac-12, so clearly they're a good basketball team. But you really do got to be about your books to go to Stanford. Yeah. So shout out to him. He, he got to be a pretty smart kid. So. But I think that's all. Yeah, that's yeah. all I got. Yeah, so, you know, just keep following the Instagram page, the, hoop, the underscore Hoopers IG, right. the Twitter, the Hoopers Pod. Y'all keep leaving comments and likes and – all that good stuff that y'all leave for us, and we'll keep dropping these podcasts for y'all. And that, John W. Fresh X. Y'all the Hoopers.